0: Happy Monday everybody my name is Brandon Rosa and welcome to another episode of the Xbox in 10 podcast your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes every Monday this Xbox podcast covers new game releases the previous week's Xbox gaming news and we all learn an Xbox related fun fact together the show is on podcast services around the world so please subscribe on your favorite share it with your friends and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at xboxand 10 Since this podcast releases every Monday at 12 a.m. Eastern Time, you probably already know by the time you're listening to this, E3 has begun. Specifically, the Xbox briefing has happened on Sunday night. I went back and forth on if I should record this episode of the podcast after the press conference, but I ultimately decided there's going to be so much major news and announcements and it's everything we've been looking forward to all year, arguably Microsoft's biggest E3 in many, many years. I wanted to wait so I can dedicate the full episode next week to all the biggest news and announcements that come out from the press conference and over the week, as I'm sure some other news will trickle out. We always start every episode of the Xbox and 10 podcast Bio going over new game releases and upcoming releases. However, over this past week and coming out this week with E3, there are no major new game releases coming to Game Pass or stores or digital storefronts that I think you should be aware of. So, we will start with the biggest news of the past week, and we have 10 items to go through. Number 1, the biggest news story this week is all the announcements and changes that are coming to Destiny 2, Bungie, and the franchise itself. Destiny Gary over at IGN has outlined some of the major bullet points that have come out of their live stream that revealed all the information coming to Destiny 2 this year and beyond. The focus of this live stream was to announce Destiny 2's new expansion, Shadowkeeper, which will launch on September 17th this year now many believed as per their release model over the past few years was that this was going to be the year for destiny 3 personally i never believed that to be true as with next gen rumors coming ahead next year it only makes sense that they will launch their big baddie next year they separated from activision they're going to self-publish it i think it's going to be a major game and someone who was there in the destiny one days riding around farming helium filaments over and over again i actually got a little excited watching this live stream i played destiny 2 at launch i couldn't stop playing me and my friends started the raid it was one of the things we were most looking forward to had that amazing experience where you're trying to figure out i think we were in there for like six to eight hours we never beat it and unfortunately just because of life i fell out i'll never argue that the gameplay in destiny isn't great but unfortunately they just lost me However, with this announcement is not just the release of another expansion, raid, and new content. Some of the biggest news of it is that they will deliver cross-save. This was initially teased at the Google Stadia press conference the day prior, where Destiny 2 was announced to be launching on Google Stadia, so now Destiny 2 can be played anywhere. They have announced that PlayStation is going to play along, so there is cross-save now between PS4, PC, Stadia, and Xbox. This is a huge announcement, as with the shared world shooters, MMO, which Destiny is now calling it itself an action mmo for the first time publicly this will open the doors for other publishers to follow suit such as the division 2 i know another big shared world shooter that everyone loves and i know there are people that would love to be able to play with their friends on other consoles without having to restart all their progress and piggybacking right off of that huge news of cross save is destiny 2 new white That will be free to play. You will start on the Cosmodrome from Destiny 1. It's almost like a very basic first mission remaster of D1. You'll play through that mission, you'll go to the tower, and the world will open up to you. This really has knocked down the barrier of, hey, my friend never played before, you want to come in and play Destiny 2? Sure, you just have to grind out 50 hours before me and you can play together. I think Bungie, now that they've separated from Activision, has showed their dedication to this game, and that they want to make it truly accessible and truly something special for the hardcore and casual fan alike. as we were all xbox fans listening to this podcast and myself who was in there in the destiny 1 days who missed out on multiple strikes and weapons they also announced that there will never be platform exclusive content again they are knocking those barriers down and it seems that without activision behind them they can do truly whatever they want with their creative freedoms Popular in other MMOs, Destiny has also announced Transmogrification. Hopefully I said that right. Basically, you always had that tough decision when you really liked how your character looked but the stats weren't great, found some armor that the stats were great, and you hate how you looked. Now they combine those together. If you have an armor set that you really like, you save those stats, and you can apply them to the one that you actually visually like the style of. This is something that MMO fans have loved. Another big addition to the gameplay are finishers, which are being added to each of the characters, allowing them to perform a fatality-like move to allow you to defeat your foes. The upcoming Destiny 2 Shadowfang Keep expansion will be standalone and does not require the base game, and it will cost $35. They did highlight in their livestream multiple times that these new seasons, new expansions of Destiny 2 content will be a la carte. You do not need the complicatedness of Forsaken and the previous expansions that you needed all of them in order to play the newest one. They will sell them to you a la carte. You can pick and choose when you want to play, if you want to take a break and come back, and it seems to be that you will not need to skip beat nor continue to grind many hours to catch up to all your friends who have been playing all the expansions. And lastly on Destiny 2, since Activision and Bungie are no longer partners, Destiny 2 will be removed from the Blizzard launcher, and Bungie has announced that they will be launching exclusively on Steam as the biggest platform, and with all the controversy which Steam and Epic Games, I'm sure all Steam fans will be happy. They were sure to cover that, all of your purchases, any of your progress, and all things Destiny 2 that you had through the Blizzard app will transfer over to Steam at no additional cost. Number two, Rocksteady has come out in front of all the E3 press conferences and announced that they will not be showing its new game at E3 2019. Many people believe since Batman Arkham Knight released in 2015 that we would finally see it this year being four years later, but it seems they're still working on it. I'm sure some fans will be disappointed again this year as many thought we would see it last year, but the fans will have to wait as they are working on the game to polish it more, taking their time and wanting to reveal it when it's right. The exciting part is that we should definitely see it next year which is exciting because hopefully it will be a next gen launch title. Number 3 Todd Howard, the mastermind at Bethesda Game Studios in a recent interview regarding Fallout 76 was very candid in saying the following, that was a very difficult development on that game to get it where it was. We were ready for a lot of those difficulties that ended up on the screen. We knew, hey look, this is not the type of game that people are used to from us and we're going to get some criticism on it. A lot of that is very well deserved criticism. He also mentioned in the interview, which I highly recommend you go listen to on IGN by Ryan McCaffrey that they were expecting this game to be and i quote not a high metacritic game at launch but it's more important about what the game becomes this begs the question rightfully from the fans then why was it released at all in that state why wasn't it delayed why didn't they launch it in early access and why did they feel comfortable launching that game at 60 dollars? it seems like the best approach would have been to launch it in early access maybe at a reduced cost and work with the community to shape the game that they really wanted battle through the bugs and put it into 1.0 a full launch state when it was ready. Fallout 3 is one of my favorite games of all time, it hooked me on the open world RPG genre, but when I played the Fallout 76 beta with one of my friends, I couldn't believe what happened. I had the game pre-ordered after its E3 reveal. I played the beta for no more than 10 minutes and I instantly cancelled my pre-order. I can't say I've ever done that before, but I didn't understand what this game was trying to do. They were trying to weave a story into it while me and my friends were also talking on comms. Sure, you could say I'm supposed to play that by myself, but wasn't This game supposed to be played with friends? Maybe I'm just alone in that criticism, but I know a lot of people have had trouble with the games and the Metacritic score does reflect that. Sitting at roughly a 52 on Metacritic, it's understandable the perception that this game has had and the problems that the community has had with the game. Number 4, for all you soccer fans out there, and man are there a lot of you given the sales of the franchise every year, FIFA 20 has an official release date of September 27th and by the time you're listening to this, a lot of information will be revealed about the game at EA Play at E3. 2019 a 30 minute spotlight put on during their live stream number five for any of you jrpg fans out there i personally am not a huge fan of the genre but shout out to final fantasy tactics advance on the Game Boy Advance. The official Deep Silver Twitter account has responded to a fan asking if they will be bringing Shenmue 3 to the Xbox, and they revealed that there are no current plans for an Xbox version of the game. Number 6. With great German music by Rammstein playing behind the trailer, Destroy All Humans, a remake of the 2005 action-adventure game, has been announced by THQ Nordic. If you're not familiar with THQ Nordic, they are the interesting double AAA publisher that has been acquiring old and fan-favorite IP for years now. And and somehow has over 50 games in development. I remember playing Destroy All Humans and the sequel on the original Xbox and I personally loved it but I was a kid back then. I am interested to see what people think when this game comes out and to see how THQ Nordic does. Number 7. Following on this THQ Nordic train they have also announced Spongebob Squarepants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated. A remaster of a game that first released in 2003 on the PlayStation 2, Xbox, GameCube, PC, and Game Boy Advance. I personally never played it, but apparently there's a big cult following behind this game, so I'm happy for all the fans out there that have wanted this for many years. Number 8. Ahead of E3, Microsoft has unveiled a purple Xbox One S Fortnite Special Edition console that, by the time you're listening to this, has already launched. My god, if I had more money, I would pick up this console. If it was an xbox one x just because of the sexy purple look it has i really love the look of this console and i appreciate all the options that microsoft gives its fans and customers in terms of console and color choice and the work they've done with design labs with being able to customize a controller with many colors any way you want it number nine By the time you're listening to this, Microsoft has announced more information about Project XCloud, their streaming services, but I did want to touch on one note I thought was interesting since the Google Stadia press conference was this week. I thought Google knocked it out of the park in terms of their messaging and the price of their streaming service. I was shocked to see that it would only be $10 a month for the best streaming that your connection could support in terms of 4K HDR at 60 frames per second, and that it would be free to check out games on lower resolutions in your browser or on any device you have. With the power of xbox game pass behind their streaming service i do believe microsoft is poised to knock it out of the park in their reveal of their streaming services and i can't wait to touch on it more next week number 10 a weird one is it's not truly an xbox news story but i did want to highlight that one of xbox's biggest games cuphead is coming to tesla models 3s and the x It is not the full game, but they've got at least the first few missions working in the car. Just a wild story. Thought it was cool to share. Wanted to make you guys all aware of it. As always, we end the show by learning an Xbox fun fact together. When the original Xbox was released in North America and Europe, some of us can remember the old, bad, and ugly Duke controller. However, what I didn't know about this controller and its history is that it did not originally release in Japan, where the Xbox did not sell well at all. In Japan, they did have the Compact S model controller, which was soon to replace all the original Xbox controllers as the main controller going forward. The Duke was dropped as many Western users complained about how awkward that controller was. For Cult Classic fans of the Duke New controller, Microsoft did re release the controller and made it compatible with Xbox One, so you can still go back and play original Xbox games with a new Duke controller via their backwards compatibility program. Thank you guys all for listening to another episode of the Xbox intent Podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. By the time you're listening to this, hopefully, all of our hype has been met. And Microsoft knocked it out of the park with their E3 press conference. I truly believe they are going to come out with the big guns, come out swinging. With Sony not here at E3, it is a little disappointing, but it opens the door for Microsoft to go big or go home. Please, if you like the show, subscribe on your favorite podcast service, share it with your friends, follow on all the social media at Xbox in 10, and be sure to leave a review on podcast services as it helps me highlight this podcast and puts it at the top of the feeds when people are searching for video game and or Xbox podcasts podcast this past week i finally checked out void bastards on game pass i have never really gotten into the roguelike genre but i really enjoyed the art style and i finally understood where that game was going i'm not sure if i'm gonna dedicate more time just because of how busy i am but i thought it was really cool and i think you should check it out if you're interested in the genre my name is brandon rosa you can follow me on xbox at broza 93 i hope you all have a great week and keep on gaming.